We're speaking with Christopher Papero. He is the uh, center manager for the Southampton Marine Center and also a shark expert. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News, Chris. Oh, thanks for having me. So what an interesting uh, way to spend your life. You're a shark expert and uh, also the center manager at the Southampton Marine Center. Tell me just a little bit about what you do and how you got interested in this kind of thing. So, yeah, so I manage the center at the Sunnybrook University at Southampton, where I work with researchers that study everything from harmful algal blooms to giant whales. So, you know, it's definitely kind of an interesting job for that point. Um, outside of that, as far as shark stuff, <clears throat> I got involved with sharks back in 99 when I worked for the Long Island Aquarium. And uh, I was in charge of the shark exhibits that we had. So that was in collecting them. Uh, maintaining them, feeding them. Uh, I did some work with other researchers. And then today I'm also part of the South Fork Natural History Museum shark research team, um, which is based out of Bridgehampton, New York. How many shark sightings and encounters, bites are there, you know, throughout the country during the year? And uh, what has been the situation off the coast of Long Island in uh, recent weeks? So, you know, last year there were 73 unprovoked attacks worldwide. Uh, so, you know, it's definitely not something that happens every day, you know, and even this year, I think we're up to six bites, but when you think about the numbers, as far as how many people were bit compared to how many people that were actually in the water this summer, that number is all the chances are still extremely low of, of encountering a while on the other extreme, you know, in the state of New York, on, on average, we have about 2000 fatalities in automobile accidents, you know, so when it comes to sharks. Uh, it's really still a very rare occurrence. Is this the norm this year for shark encounters off the coast of Long Island, or are we seeing more incidents due to the warmer waters, or is the shark behavior changing, and if so, why? No, it's more about, you know, you know sharks, you know, have always been here. This is nothing, you know, nothing new. The thing, problem is though many species of sharks have been heavily fished. In fact, around the world, uh, shark populations are on the decline. You know, here on the east coast of the United States, you know, through a lot of conservation method, uh, measures, many species have started to rebound. Uh, so we're starting to see sharks again in our waters. So, you know, <clears throat> again, it's, you know, seeing them here is nothing odd. It's just maybe for people that grew up in this area in the 80s and 90s, to early 2000s, never saw them because they just weren't here due to, you know, again, that heavy fishing pressure. So should people be comfortable going in the water? I know there are a lot of uh, different precautions being taken right now. So, you know, should folks be comfortable, you know, heading to the ocean and, and heading into the water? Sure. You know, and again, like I, like I said earlier, you know, the, the, when you compare how many bites compared to how many people are in the water every day this summer, it, the, the odds are still extremely low. You know, but some of the things you want to keep in mind when it comes to, you know, going, if you want to be safe 100%, you don't go in the water, you know. But again, chances are you're going to get hurt on the way to the beach. But once you're there, maybe not swim at dawn and dusk. You know, that's times when sharks tend to feed a little bit more. Uh, they feed on schooling fish, such as bunker, the Atlantic menhaden. Uh, if you see a giant school of these fish, which is easy to see, they usually spend a lot of time up at the surface, maybe not go swimming at that point. Not that the sharks are going to pick you out over the fish, but let's say a school of bunker gets around you, shark goes in to grab a fish, it moves, you're behind the fish, you might accidentally get bit. Uh, you know, swim in lifeguarded areas, you know, especially these days, everyone's watching, so there's, you know, there's more eyes on the water. Uh, you know, so these are just some of the precautions, that, you know, that you could take. You know, if the water's murky and dirty, don't go swimming. You know, sharks will often go into dark waters looking for prey 
because the prey hope that maybe something can't see me, but sharks have other senses and they're able to pick up on those. So again, you dangling your hand in the water as a surfer, you might be, you know, to, uh, to a shark might, oh, what is this? Let me go check this out. Is this a fish or something? And they don't have hands to feel stuff. They have mouth, you know, and teeth. So when they go to bite on something, they realize, oh, this is not what I want to eat, and they'll swim away. And that's why you haven't heard, you know, like, you don't hear many fatal, fatal shark attacks. It's Often it's a mistaken identity. They go over to investigate. They realize this is not what they want, and they leave. You know, the amount of sharks that are in the water, if they wanted to eat people, which they can't because their mouth's not designed for that, there'd be far more attacks, you know, because there are many sharks in our local waters. So say you're in the water, although, you know, you're saying this is really pretty rare. Here's a shark. Here you are. You've got to fight off a shark. How do you fight off a shark? Well, you get out of the water. I wouldn't engage this shark in a fight. Uh, you know, if, if you see a shark while you're swimming, it's just wise to then swim out of the water, get out of the water. You know, that would be your best chance. Very good. And uh, anything else, any other advice or anything you want to say on the topic, Chris? Yeah, you know, one thing about the sharks is, you know, having sharks in an ecosystem means it's a very healthy ecosystem. They're not able to survive in, with poor water quality and lack of resources in the way of food. So, you know, again, seeing sharks locally, that means we're doing a good job. Our waters are healthy. The ecosystem is clean. You want to swim in those areas. You know, we don't want to be in a polluted ecosystem swimming. You know, nobody wants to go swimming in the Guanas Canal, you know, you're not going to find a shark there, so you'll be safe from that. But it's probably not healthy to swim in an area like that. So, you know, again, it's it's a sign of a healthy environment. Well, thank you very much for explaining all of that, and thank you so much for being with the 77 WABC Early News. We appreciate your expertise. Thanks for having me. Nice talking to you, Chris. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.